0: at LuckyLandslots.com Available to players in the U.S. Excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions supply.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
2: Welcome back to the Rock Shock Podcast. I am your host, Andy Mitts. Today, we are doing a bowl game preview for the Kansas Jayhawks against the Art. I'm sorry, against the UNLV Rebels, not the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, was just reading out some stuff from last year, uh, comparing it to this year. And look, there's a lot of comparisons that were being made about this bowl game versus last year's bowl game, especially since Kansas is, uh, pretty much the same team. Obviously, Jalen Daniels is not back for this one, and you have, you know, some, Some fairly significant differences in terms of a few key personnel. But for the most part, this is the same Kansas team that took on the Razorbacks last year. It is also uh, the coach Barry Odom is the was the defensive coordinator for Arkansas last year is now the head coach over at UNLV. So there's a lot of like, uh, you know, I I guess a lot of crossover between the two games between the two teams. Um, So much so that are that my deputy editor over at Blue Wings Rising, Kyle Davis actually went ahead and, and kind of talked about that in his preview. If you've not read the preview yet, go ahead and go take a look at that. We do have a bunch of additional coverage. If you go over to blue we have coverage um, under our tag for the guaranteed rate bowl. Um, there's just a great stuff. We, we have a lot of videos from media day. I uh, put, you know, some additional coverage. And of course we're going to have continuing coverage throughout the rest of the bowl. And even the, the post uh, post game coverage as well, all over there on that tag. So it is uh it is going to be, or it, it is the pinned tweet on the Blue Wings Rising account over on Twitter. So make sure you guys go check that out and look at all of that great content that we have. Of course, here, we haven't really talked too much about UNLV. Uh, I did try to get a UNLV guest on. Unfortunately, I was not able to do that, so I am flying solo on this one. We are recording on Christmas evening uh, so that we can go ahead and talk about this game and have this up for you guys first thing on the day of the bowl game. Um, you know, Merry Christmas to those of you that celebrate. Happy holidays for the other things that you do celebrate, I did just put up a, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about this game being over Christmas at media days and kind of how this was a Christmas gift from the Kansas uh, staff and players to the fans. And of course them getting the opportunity to be able to be here and to be able to play in this game um, is another, you know, was a, was a Christmas gift for them. I am live on location. I am in Phoenix and I will be at the game tomorrow. Um, You know, actually bringing you guys all of the information from the game itself. Look forward to all of the, the great content that we're going to have over there. But there was plenty of other stuff that happened this week. We did have big victories for both Kansas uh, men's basketball and Kansas women's basketball. Kansas women, they get started with conference play coming up uh, on Saturday. They are at the Fieldhouse early afternoon, and then the men take on Wichita State for the final non-conference game coming up the end of this week. We will recap the Yale game uh, and the Nebraska game. In our next podcast, along with recapping this bowl game that's coming up, but this is going to be a fairly short one. I think um, just kind of talking about the game, kind of what I've seen and what I've heard so far here, um, and some of the other big news, but but kind of trying to keep this focused on football uh, because of just how big this game is for the Jayhawks. Obviously, it's the second uh, the second straight bowl game for the Jayhawks, which is you know not something that uh, that happens very often for this team. Um, they are looking to potentially then now next year go to a bowl game for the third consecutive year, uh, which would be the first time in program history that they've done that. So, Lance Leipold and staff and these players have done a lot to push this program forward. Um, Kenny Logan Jr. talked about that at media day. Mason Fairchild talked about that at media day. Jason Bean talked about that at media day. You know, talking about what they were, what they've been able to do in their short time at Kansas. Um, you know, Lance Leipold was joking with uh, Kenny Logan about about, you know, he's been with the program for seven and a half years. It hasn't quite been that long, but let me tell you, it, it sure feels like that sometimes with the way that some of these guys have been here and how long they've actually been here. So, um, but, you know, Kenny Logan talked about the, you know, being in the being in David Booth and, and obviously with, with David Booth being torn down and being renovated and, you know, coming to the new stadium, that same, you know, it's not going to be quite the same next year, um, whether the Jayhawks play in a reduced capacity Memorial Stadium uh, or they go over to Arrowhead, uh, and whether you know either of those are for the entire year, we're not really sure yet. Um, I've definitely heard some things. It seems like they're trending more towards Arrowhead and multiple games at Arrowhead, if not the entire schedule at Arrowhead, um, just due to trying to simplify logistics for the actual renovations. But again, nothing set in stone. They're still working out details, so something to kind of keep an eye on. Looking ahead, though, to this UNLV game, before we get too much further, um, you know, down the rabbit hole with some of the other things. Uh, you know UNLV has. Uh, I I got to talk to some of the players. Got to listen to what uh, Coach Coach Odom said uh, for UNLV, and you know, kind of talking about the way that this team played and and playing in the Mountain West and playing getting an opportunity to play against the Kansas team. And of course, Barry Odom's own history. He was a player at Missouri uh, for four years. He coached at Missouri for quite a long time. He was part of the staff when um you know when Mark Mangino and 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 then were there. So. There's a lot of history between Kansas and and uh, Coach Odom. Um, he didn't really want to play into that at all, though. Like, they, apparently, it was not a, a big motivational piece uh, with how many people came from Missouri. Uh, there was not really a huge focus either on the fact that that several of the players that came over, you know, played on this Arizona. I'm sorry, played on this Arkansas team last year. So I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that you could talk about. A lot of stuff that could potentially. Uh, kind of play into this. But I don't I don't know that I'm necessarily too worried, um, you know, with that being a huge storyline or Kansas really being too focused on getting revenge. Because, again, Odom was the defensive coordinator for Arkansas last year. He was not the head coach. Um, and at UNLV, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be some familiarity. There's going to be some kind of understanding of what it is that Kansas does. But they have enough new wrinkles in the offense this year that I do think that's going to be um, – you know, very very difficult. I think for them to just kind of copy paste the game plan over. Uh, I will be interested to see what Kansas is able to do. Um, you know, looking looking at what UNLV does, they are a very offensive focused team. Uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of guys that are really good at getting open. Um, they have a freshman quarterback who you know, he is a true freshman. They they went to him early in the year um, after they were a little bit disappointed with the guy that was starting for them, and it worked out spectacularly for them. So. Um, you know Kansas is dealing with a a new a new quarterback, a guy that well, there's a decent amount of tape from this year. It's not like he has you know multiple year tendencies. It's not like there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can look at there uh, to kind of be uh, you know to, to give you what it is that you you need uh, to to really know exactly what he's doing. He is a very prolific passer, though. He um you know he handed the year tw- uh, basically 2,800 yards, 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Um, much better numbers overall in terms of counting statistics compared to Jason Bean, but he also you know, threw the ball 318 times versus the 171 for Jason Bean. So if you look at what Kansas has done and what the Kansas quarterback has done, I think in the number of snaps that he's had and just how long or how often he's, you know, thrown the ball, um, you have to assume that UNLV was going to be much, much, I think much more um, prolific in the passing game. They also, I mean, they have a decent runner. Um, They have a decent running back uh, in Vincent Davis Jr., uh, but, again, he has 132 carries for only 722 yards and six touchdowns on the year, whereas Devin Neal, you know, the one one of Kansas's phenomenal running backs, has 183 carries, so, you know, almost 50% more, and he has 500 yards more uh, and then 15 touchdowns instead of six. So, you know, Kansas definitely has the advantage in the rushing game and the fact that they have so many different players that can rush the ball and can be very effective in rushing the ball. Um, whereas I think UNLV is much more of a pass-heavy team, that could play into Kansas' favor. Um, we will kind of talk about that specifically um, as we go through kind of some of the, some of the picks that we have and talking about the actual players themselves and and the way we expect the, or the way that I expect this game to go. But obviously, if if you haven't been able to tell by now, I am flying solo on this one. Um, but you know, you don't have to fly solo with uh, you know just one of the greatest things that you can get. For your holiday season, if you did not get what you wanted, there is still an opportunity to go over to our sponsor here on the podcast, the Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage college clothing apparel company. Uh, they have vintage collegiate logos for more than 30 different schools. They are based here in Kansas City, and they are absolutely fantastic. I want you to be the best-dressed fan this entire year. If you go over to charliehustle.com, they have tons of stuff. There are still sales going on, even on you know Christmas and right, right after Christmas. But um, if you don't hit any of the sales that you really like... You still do have the option of using our promo code 101215, that's ten one two one five 2 5 to get 15% off of all non-sale items. There's a ton of great stuff still over there. Um, I love most of the stuff that they have. Obviously there's all the NIL stuff, you know, Jalen Daniels has a shirt, Hunter Dickinson, Kevin McCuller, KJ Adams, all those guys. Um, but you know, the, the holiday sweater is great. They have bomber jackets. They have all kinds of stuff that is out there if you are a KU fan or if you know somebody who is not a KU fan that you want to shop for. Yes, it's obviously too late at this point to get it for christmas but you know if if you happen to get some gift cards or you know happen to get something that you wanted to use or hey if somebody gave you a charlie hustle clothing company gift card that you can use head on over there take advantage of the sales take advantage of the promo code and find yourself some absolutely fantastic vintage collegiate apparel i I absolutely love love the stuff i really like what they have and it is super comfortable again CharlieHustle.com. Promo code 101215 to get 15% off all non-sale items. All right. So, taking a look at this team, uh, or at this game, you know, Kansas, when Kansas is on offense, um, you know, I do think that Kansas has a, a fairly sizable advantage in this game, just with what Kansas is able to do. Now, obviously, you, you know, there is some worry. Kansas, is due to have a few opt-outs, you know, you had Gage Keys that transferred, um, who was a rotation player. It wasn't like the main guy. Um, but you do have two guys that sat out that are probably going to have some sort of impact on the way this game goes in Dominic Pooney, um, you know, offensive lineman, and then Austin Booker, defensive. End. Um, there's definitely some worry about those guys missing, but, you know, Kansas does have some pretty big rotational pieces there. The offensive line is probably where I'm the most worried. Um, Jason Bean kind of didn't have nearly as much time at the end of the year, um, I think, as people were wearing down and kind of as Pooney was. Um, you know, trying to do more and more to kind of make up for that. I, I do, I do potentially worry about this, that there might be some pressure that UNLV is potentially able to bring, but I do think it also gives Jason Bean a chance to showcase what he's able to do with his legs. Um, you know, I don't think he's done that nearly as much because they haven't really needed him to. Um, and so I will be interested to see if he's able to actually continue to show that and if he's able to to do that to an effect that it has a huge impact on the game. I've seen lots of people that are really high on his rushing ability in this game. Um and, and that's probably the one thing in the in the limited amount of tape that I've seen on UNLV, that's actually probably the one thing that I think is the most beneficial in Kansas favor is that UNLV does not handle mobile quarterbacks very well. Now granted a lot of teams don't handle mobile quarterbacks very well, but there was a lot of a lot of teams that were very successful in large stretches against UNLV because they were able to go ahead and get a mobile quarterback out there, and it's not just enough to have a mobile quarterback. It has to be a guy that has the ability to throw on the run, like Jason Bean does, and the ability to have other threats where you can either go deep or you can, you know, go short, or you can, you know, do a reverse. You can do all these other things to make the defense think. Kansas has the ability to do all of that. And yes, they don't have a number one guy. In fact, I talked with uh, Jackson Woodard of, of UNLV kind of talking about this wide receiver core and the fact that you know Kansas doesn't have a one, number one guy, a guy that you would throw out there that you can throw the ball to him and you expect him to catch it 80% of the time, even if it's a toss-up. Kansas just doesn't have that. Lawrence Arnold is probably the closest that Kansas has to that. But, you know, that's not quite the kind of game that he plays. Luke Grimm is more of a, you know, possession type receiver. Um, you know, he doesn't. You know, so like it's it's difficult, I think, to see where Kansas has that number one go to. I know exactly how I'm going to do this guy, what they have predicated their offense on. And we've talked about this all year long. This is an offense that is really set up to go ahead and, um, you know, hit those deep shots, hit those short crossing routes, mix it up, go to the tight end, go to the wide receiver, go to a running back out in the flat. You know, hand off the ball, do a direct snap. They just have so many different options, so many different things that they do that it's overwhelming for a defense to try to figure out what it is they need to do. And if you're going to stop this Kansas offense, most of the time it's because you guessed correctly on what actually was going to happen, what Kansas was going to do, which play they were going to run, who was going to get the ball, you know, which way they were going to cut, even uh, in some cases. So I do think that Kansas has a fairly sizable advantage in that. And you know, before before all the, all the people are talking about, oh well, Barry Odom saw this last year. You know, when he was at Arkansas, I do think that there's enough differences in this offense that yeah, it's the same kind of base package, but you also have um, you know, you also have uh, Jim Zabrowski who's actually calling the plays for this one. Like you have enough that's different about this team that I am I am definitely not convinced at all that the Jayhawks. Um, have to worry about, you know, UNLV knowing what's going on. So I'm expecting a lot from Kansas. I'm expecting a lot from Jason Bean. I'm expecting a lot from from Devin Neal, from Lawrence Arnold, from all of these guys, you know, and the fact that Kansas does have two very successful running backs in Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw, I think it's going to be a big boon for them. I'm just excited to kind of see what they're able to do. And, you know, as, as Jackson Woodard put it, like it makes it more difficult not knowing where they're going to go, not knowing who the guy is going to be, You can't key in on a particular guy because if you do that too often, then Kansas will take advantage. And so, um, you know, I do think that the Kansas offense is going to be very successful in this game. I do want to go ahead and switch over to the defense, but before we do that, I need, I do need to throw it to a quick break. We'll be right back on the rock talk podcast.
0: With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. at luckylandslots.com available to players in the US excluding Washington and Michigan no purchase necessary vgw group void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
2: and we're back i am go flying solo here previewing the UNLV matchup we will do recaps don't worry for the yale game for the men uh and for the nebraska game for the women cuz there's a lot of stuff to talk about as long as they recap for or as well as they recap for the UNLV game coming up here uh, i plan to have that recap with Kyle later this week Still trying to work out the logistics on that one with everybody dealing with holiday stuff and, you know, running through all of those holiday plans and everything. But we will have full recaps. Don't worry. Um, however, this UNLV team, we already talked about Kansas offense. On defense, I think this is where Kansas probably has the biggest advantage that nobody is talking about. Um, because, hey, guess what? UNLV does have a very good offense. They've been very prolific. They have a really good passing offense. But they play in the Mountain West that does not have defenses anywhere near as good as what Kansas has been facing all year and what Kansas can put up. Um, you know, Kansas, they do not have, you know, guys that, that are opting out do not include this defensive secondary. The one where you have is that Austin Booker is out uh, for this game, but Kansas has guys like Jeremy Robinson, Hayden Hatcher, you know, other guys that can get to the quarterback. They may not be as successful uh, in terms of, you know, getting those significant pressures all the time the way that Austin Booker does. You know, there's a reason Austin Booker was a first team all Big 12. Um, because of just how dominant he's been at the line. But I do think Kansas has enough rotation guys to at least slow down what Yoni is trying to do. It means that you're going to have to rely more on the linebackers. You're going to have to rely more on Craig Young, you know, uh, Rich Miller, guys like that, who are all ready for it. And you're going to have to, you know, work with that defensive secondary and think that the and you know, you have to have Kobe Bryant and Melo Dotson ready to kind of lock down whoever the wide receiver is that's going to get going. Um, You know, you have to to be strong over the middle with with Kenny Logan and OJ Burroughs. You have... The talent, though, at those positions to be able to go ahead and actually shut down what UNEV is trying to do. I, I do think that, uh, that the Rebels rely a little bit too much on the deep ball, something that Kansas is going to be able to, especially if they go back to it over and over again, that Kansas is going to be able to adjust to it. They're going to be able to scheme to it and going to be able to take advantage uh, and bring that pressure. And, and so, you know, I, I definitely worried about Booker being gone, but I'm not like it's not devastating to this, to, to this defense. It definitely makes things a little bit harder, has a little bit less margin for error, but I still think that they're going to be extremely successful. So I am looking forward to that. Um, You know, want to go ahead and take a look as well, though, because, hey, guess what? We are just one day away when I am recording this, and that means that we do actually have the line information over at uh, the other sponsor we have here on the podcast, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the legal way to play Daily Fantasy. Uh, What you do is you go and you pick. Uh, you know, you have predictions on lines for guys in terms of statistical lines um, over or under. You can pick anywhere from two to six and you can win up to two hundred fifty dollars, um, you know, or basically. Yeah, basically twenty five times the money that, that you actually put down on your your group of picks there. But you can go and pick, you know, players from pretty much every kind of sports or gaming opportunity that there is out there. They have League of Legends. They have NFL. They have NBA they have college football college basketball EPL they have just tons of stuff that you can go and find and of course they also have this game coming up here uh you know they have Kansas versus UNLV but if you go over to prizepix.com use promo code chalk 12 you can get a 100 deposit match on your first hundred dollars deposited uh, so that you can go ahead and use that sporting that that sport knowledge that you have to go ahead and win some money and have a whole bunch of fun doing it again PricePix.com, promo code CHUCK12, get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit of $100 or more. Uh, I'm sorry, up to $100 of match uh, on a deposit of, of $100. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and take a look at these lines and just talk about what we think is going to happen here. Um, it's it's it, interesting because both of these quarterbacks, Jason Bean and Jaden Mayav- um both have a line of 224.5 passing yards. This reads to me as a, I don't know what the heck is going on, so we're going to throw out a number there, and hey, yeah, let's just make it good for both of them. I do think that Kansas, probably Jason Bean, is going to, I mean, that seems like a pretty good number to me. I would probably trend to the low, you know, just under, but that's probably one I stay away from unless I really think that Jason Bean is going to either have a really good game or a really bad game. Um, as for UNLV, I do think that they throw the ball so much that unless Kansas completely shuts him down, he is going to have a ton of yards. The question is going to be whether they can do anything in the red zone with it. Um, I think that that's what Kansas is going to do is they're going to shut them down more in the red zone. But they're going to give up a ton of yards because Kansas that that's what Kansas' defense does. They're a bend but don't break defense, and so I would hit the over on that one probably pretty hard for me. Um, receiving yards for the Jayhawks, we have Lawrence Arnold at 58.5 receiving yards, Quentin Skinner at 41.5. And then Luke Grimm at thirty seven point five for UNLV. We have Ricky White at eighty seven point five and Jacob De Jesus at thirty six point five. I, I think the Ricky White one is a little bit high for me, just because you know it's either going to be go way over or it's going to be a little bit under that. I think the question really just becomes, how confident are you in UNLV to be able to, to get it to a single guy? I, I think I probably have to pull the over because I pulled the over on um you know the other UNO or, or on on the UNLV quarterback, but I, that's probably when I stay away from. On the, on the Kansas side, Luke Grimm is the guy that I'm looking at in this game. It's going to be, I think, a lot of possession. Kansas is going to go over the top quite a bit. I do think that Quentin Skinner could catch a 60-yard pass and go over that pretty quickly. But if I'm looking at a guy, you know, if I think that they're going to hit roughly their season averages on yards per catch um, and then kind of multiply that by the number of catches they have to have, I think that Luke Grimm is probably the best bet to actually hit that. So I would probably go over on Luke Grimm. Uh, I'd probably stay away from the other two. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably go... Uh, pro- probably actually over on Quentin Skinner because I think he's just going to get a big one. Um, but I-, I wouldn't touch the Lawrence Arnold one because it seems like just right for me. He's either going to get 50 yards on three catches or he's going to, you know, get a bomb like he did against Iowa State, and he's going to go down and he's going to have just a phenomenal, uh you know, like 60-yard touchdown pass. So, or I'm sorry, 60-yard touchdown reception. So, okay, so rushing yards. Uh, Jason Bean, 23.5 yards. Uh, Jaden Maeva of... UNLV, 22.5 yards. Vincent Davis of UNLV, 54.5 yards. I find it interesting that they do not have Jalen Daniels on. I'm sorry, not Jalen Daniels, uh Devin Neal on here. They do not have Daniel Highshaw on here. Um Jason Bean, I think the 23.5 is, is easy. That that's a, you know, more than that. Um just because of the way that he likes to play, what he's gonna have to do. And I think he's gonna have to use his legs multiple times, especially with Pooney not there. There's gonna be I, I I'm, I'm guessing it's probably gonna be at least three or four times where he's going to have to roll out to avoid pressure. And there's going to be an opening that he'll just decides to take it. Um, it, you know, Kansas does struggle in, 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 the running defense. So I'm probably going to go, go over or more on the Vincent Davis rushing yards. Um, QB for UNLV isn't the most mobile guy. Uh, I do think that he can be mobile if he absolutely needs to be, but it's not what he looks to. So I probably would stay away from that one. Um, and that's it. That's actually all we have uh, in terms of. I'm sorry. Ricky White has a a, a line of six receptions, 6.0 receptions, um, in this game. They go to him a lot. I do think that he's probably going to be targeted quite a bit. The question is going to be: Is he going to be targeted and get you know twenty yards carry or twenty yards a catch, or is he going to be targeted and Kansas is stopping up the line for two or three? Um, you know, I do think regardless he's going to get a bunch of catches. So if, if I had to pick one there, if I had to pick it, I would probably go more on it. But that seems like it's right about the right number that I probably want to stay away. So, all right, well, that's been um, our prize pick segment. Um, you know, all the different the different uh, lines there. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely think if make sure you guys do go over there and get involved in the action. It's a whole lot of fun to play. Um, I started playing last year, and I do play occasionally here and there with just a ton of, you know, when, when there's lines that kind of jump out to me as ones that, that seem like they're either a little bit off or just something that I really want to – Uh, you know, put, put a little bit of my, uh, of my deposit down on. So, but looking at this game as a whole, kind of just how I think the game's going to go, you know, I've been going back and forth on this one and my official prediction will be up probably by the time, well, probably not by the time you're actually listening to this, but I have our time thinking it's going to flip from this. I just don't know that UNLV has enough Um, offensively. I think they have enough to kind of keep pace for quite a while, but this Kansas defense, as we've seen is, you know, it, it struggles early. Gives up quite a bit. So I think we're going to start this game with Kansas and UNLV kind of going back and forth. Maybe even UNLV taking a quick lead. Um, but this Kansas defense is going to change over the course of the game. They're going to settle in, they're going to figure out what it is that they need to do, and they're going to find ways to just be super successful. Um, I don't I don't anticipate that Kansas is going to struggle offensively for the entire game either. I think Jason Bean is going to settle down. You're going to see Devin Neal find some holes. You're going to find, you know, Daniel Highshaw getting some big hits and, and kind of pushing for some extra yard after contact. I just think that this Kansas offense is going to have enough to wear them down and the defense is going to find or is going to figure out, you know, what it is that UNLV does the best and is able and what they're able to exploit and take advantage of and push them towards that they can use to reduce the amount of points they actually get scored. So um I'm I you know, my only question at this point is does the defense figure it all out? Before halftime or after halftime, and I think that makes the difference in what the final margin is gonna be. But either way, the line on this last I saw was thirteen and a half uh favoring the Jayhawks. I think that number sounds about right, but I'm probably gonna go with the Jayhawks getting a twenty point win here. I just think that this is one where Kansas has a ton to prove. You know, even though they are probably the better team, uh the you know, the more um the more talented team, the team from the bigger conference, like you know, you, you might want to pick UNLV because they're the underdog that sort of thing. But this is a Kansas team that is very hungry, that wants to prove that they deserve to be here and wants to get that win, especially when they came so close to getting one last year. And this is their opportunity to kind of get that bowl. win. you have some very invested seniors that I think are ready to push this team across the finish line. Uh, so give me the Jayhawks by you know three scores, 20 points, something in that range. Um, and hopefully we are all celebrating a super successful Kansas football season and looking forward to what we're going to get next year. Um, especially since, you know, there's still some decisions to come through. Kobe Bryant officially is still mulling over a decision. Um, I'm not, I, I, from what I've, uh, from what I understand, it seems to be much more NIL related um, as opposed to I'm going to the league, but I wouldn't be shocked if he decided that he was going to the league. Um, you know, Devin Neal again is also weighing decisions. I think at one point I, I had misunderstood what Lance Leipold said uh, in terms of thinking that Devin Neal had indicated he was coming back and, um, and really it's just that he indicated that he was not transferring to another school uh, for an NIL opportunity. So he's either going to be back as a Jayhawk or he's going to be going into the draft. Not hundred percent sure which one it is yet. Although it sure seems like he is preparing for yet another year in Lawrence. We will let him make that decision or announce that decision before we dive too far into kind of speculation one way or another. But I do think it's interesting um, one, how long it's been taking and also to just kind of what they're able to do there and kind of what that decision looks like. So but that is going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not already, please do go out wherever you get your podcasts, where it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the other million apps that are out there. Just search for Rock Chalk Podcast. You can subscribe. Get every episode as soon as it comes out. If you give us a rating and review. Five stars. Nice comments. It would be absolutely fantastic. But if for whatever reason you can't do that, just let us know what it is. We can be doing better. We really do bring the podcast to you guys. Get you all the information you need in as entertaining a way as possible. So if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, people you want to try to interview, anything like that, contact me by email at, rockchalkpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at rockchalkpod. We are of course part of the 1012 podcast network covering all the teams in the Big Twelve Conference. Um, you know, including all the new ones coming in. So if you go to 1012 network.com, you can find links to all the great shows that we do have. You can also support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash 1012 network. Uh, You can get links to all of the extra content that we have. You can, you know, just five bucks a month allows you to support whatever your favorite show is on the network. I don't think we have it set up right now for you to do multiples, but I do think that that's coming. But there's tons of great stuff. So head on over there. Make sure you visit our sponsors, uh, Prize Picks and Charlie Hustle. Get some great deals with them with those fantastic promo codes. But that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next time on the Rock Chalk Podcast.
1: Podcast Network.